Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Enfuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. The show's namesake, BJ Shea, is on assignment. He's probably playing board games. I mean, always. That's what he does. But running the boards is Joey D's. Hello. On today's show, we will talk about a new program on HBO called Lovecraft Country. Ooh. Vicky, not for you. It's scary and gory, and uh, spoiler alert, uh, you will cry. Okay. But I know you've been watching and finished up season two of Doom Patrol. Hell yeah. And uh, we'll be talking about those more, and of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Hey, Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. Yeah. Get our blogs, podcasts, and more. More, more, more. Or just search for BJ Shea's Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Radio.com, and iTunes to find us. Yes, plenty of ways to get a hold of us. Is there, if there's something that you've been watching that you uh, want to let us know, our good friend Caesar let us know about a new show that I can't remember the name of on Netflix. And it is driving me Something nuts. Something Power. Yes. Project Power? Project Power. Thank you. I'm glad that you have a good memory on that. <laughs> Barely. Yeah. Project Power uh, starring Jamie Foxx is out on Netflix. I'm hoping to watch Watch it uh, very soon. Uh, it looks interesting. A movie about where you get a little pill and then suddenly you get a power and it might be a power that you like. It might not be any power or you just apparently may explode. So hmm. I don't uh, like the last one. Yeah. Um, not yeah. the kind of explode you do in the bathroom though, right? Uh, no, 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 no. This is that uh, has nothing to do with lactose or the intolerance of that. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, looking on Rotten Tomatoes, it's getting that uh, even 60%, mm-hmm. which doesn't mean it's good, doesn't mean it's bad, means right now it's a movie. Uh, <laughs> superpower <laughs> movies at this point in time, kind of, I, I know a lot of people are kind of uh, uh, tired of superpower movies, right. um, but I'm very interested to see what they're doing with this. Uh, and so uh, if you have seen it, let us know how you feel about it. Shoot us an email, bjgeeknation at gmail.com, or post on all of our social media. And shout out to people like Caesar who uh, do that all the time, and uh, I really do appreciate that. Uh, a new show that I've been watching that I'm very excited to get more into. Uh, now, I've only watched the first episode, but as of this recording, there are two episodes out. HBO is doing that old, you know, remember back when you had to, you only had to watch one episode a week and you had to wait the next week for the next one mm-hmm. and you couldn't completely and utterly binge the entire thing? Okay, they do that too on the DC Universe. That's how Doom Patrol is. And I actually watched it all after all the episodes came oh, out. Oh, so you're, you're the person who will just wait so you can binge it all at one oh, time. Accident. Accidentally, I waited. <laughs> uh, accidentally, of course. Uh, I'm talking about Lovecraft Country. This, I was very interested, first off, just because it said Lovecraft. And um, I love all things tentacles. Well, not all things. Uh, uh, all PG to PG-13. Yes, there we go. Are not NC-17. There or... we go. Yes, perfect. Exactly. Yeah, we will uh, avoid all of the... Uh, mm-hmm. You like most things tentacles. <laughs> there we go. Exactly. And a lot of stuff with uh, Lovecraft. And this is very... Like, I didn't even realize it was a novel, but it is based on Matt Ruff's novel of the same name. Lovecraft Country follows Atticus Freeman, played by Jonathan Majors, as he meets up with his friend Letitia, played by Journey Smollett, and his uncle George, who is played by Courtney B. Vance, as they embark on a road trip across 1950s Jim Crow America in search for his missing father. Uh, this begins the struggle to survive and overcome both racist terrors of white America and the terrifying monsters that could be ripped from a Lovecraft paper book. And that's this first episode. 
Uh, it starts off, well, it starts off with a, a sort of like a dream sequence that kind of gets you into the mood of what's going on because there's a lot of Lovecraftian stuff that kind of happens in his, in his dreams because he's, he's, he really loves sci-fi books of the time. So it's in 1950s. There are some books out there, Lovecraft and uh, like The Invisible Man, all those old school ones. So they're really into those, um, but obviously dealing with racism in America and he is a uh, he was in the army, came back because his father said, uh, I'm going on a trip and he disappears. And he was looking for his son's, quote unquote, birthright. Don't really understand what's going on, but through a series of clues. And as they do the road trip, they find out that, in fact, yes, there is a birthright. It's in Massachusetts. It has a lot to do with uh, well, what they call Lovecraft Country, because this is a. I don't know what is going on, but it's like a, a county in Massachusetts where they did like it was founded by witch hunters. Okay. And so like all the Salem witch trials and all of that stuff going on, and it's all creepy and spooky as they're going on. Um, but they're just trying to get there at this point in this episode. Spoiler, they get there. But uh, what breaks down is amazing. Uh, the last like I think 10 or 15 minutes of this episode really sinks you into where they're going with it. Uh, the first bit of it is just them setting up what's going on and having these three black characters have to deal with just the racism that's absolutely horrifying when it comes down to like something that was only 70 years ago. Like I don't know if you guys knew about this, but I currently I did not at all that there was a thing called like sunset towns. Hmm. Where if you were a black person in a town that was deemed a sunset town, you were not safe. And even one character says, a sheriff says, they were legally, quote unquote, legally obligated to hang them if they were in town after sunset. No idea. Never heard of that before. Right. And this is one of those things that this is done by uh, produced, uh, executive produced with J.J. Abrams because it's a bad robot uh, production. Oh, okay. But also Jordan Peele. So if you watched uh, like Get Out or uh, Us, both of those really kind of take on this, but as more of a period piece with the 1950s and then dealing with Lovecraftian horrors, which you get to see and wow. Like, it's crazy. Jordan Peele is blowing up, man. Like, I know BJ loves The Twilight Zone. I haven't really gotten into that one yet. But with stuff like this, he's understanding and he's seeing stories that uh, if he can't direct it, obviously because he's a very busy man doing a ton of stuff, he finds people who are into what this is. And it's good, solid horror with really intriguing characters, but it comes down to, yes, there are otherworldly supernatural horrors, but a lot of the times, even with something along the lines of like uh, like uh, Dawn of the Dead or Night of the Living Dead, the or even like The Walking Dead, lots of dead here, but there's the worst is usually humanity. Mm -hmm. Like you've got to deal with whatever the big uh, MacGuffin, the big bad evil thing is. But a lot of times there's people that are a lot worse than uh, the monsters themselves. Yeah. Horror history is an interesting genre to dive yeah. into, but he really does a great job with all of it. And I know that some people will recognize as uh, um, H.P. Lovecraft as being uh, a little problematic when it comes down to race because 
uh, he was he was a racist and like uh, they address it in kind of an interesting manner like they recognize that he is not a great guy and even they recognize slavery as they're going on through all of these uh, uh, through all of this uh, it's not like they're blind to anything that's happening at this time um, which really actually makes a lot of sense when you're looking at these people dealing with this constantly and then even now with today and with what's going on today it shines a light on what we're what we've done now and how far we haven't gone uh, in race relations in the last 70 years. Yeah, tough subject to tackle, especially mm-hmm. in a show, especially with horror, because yeah. so much suspense is derived from, you know, quietness and sneakiness and stuff like that. So to bring, like, big political topics like that into it in a way that doesn't, like, bring up the past but instead teach about the past more mm-hmm. i mean that's he's been known for that in a lot of his movies and stuff yeah. he's done so that's amazing and you can even see that too like even when the uh when the group of people there's a group of them and uh, a couple of sheriffs and a couple of the the group here are stuck together whereas you know there's a giant like these people have witnessed giant monsters doing horrifying things in the last couple of minutes but they're still very racist and doing some really racist things and you're just like Dude, you got a bigger problem right now than <laughs> yeah. whether or not this guy is black, but you just it's so ingrained in you that you can't see beyond that. And it's just it's really sad. Um and just seeing where we are today and how like like I just said, like how how little we've really come. Oh yeah, and I mean you hear a lot of those actors too, uh especially I know the movie that brings to mind for me is Django uh, Unchained, yes. where they talked about how so many of the actors had a problem even trying to portray the character that they had to play. Leo, like Leo DiCaprio hated having to say the N word and you're like, Well, I think even Sam Jackson was like, Come on, man, it's it's the character and I understand what you're doing with that and I'm not going to be an actor that can do that sort of thing. So I wouldn't even know how to go about it, to be honest with you, especially like, you know, just even being told to say it, you know, if you were acting. But I mean, so I can appreciate that that tension and Mm -hmm. the ability to bring that art to life without doing it in a way that seems, you know, either a too controversial or b causing an uproar. Yeah. Or just like flippant where you just like, well, I'm just going to be like, oh, yeah, that's a thing that happened, but we're not going to address it. You need to address that with this. And I think that's a good way to do that. Uh, I know a lot of people will watch documentaries. I've watched a bunch myself recently, like the thir- uh, 13th on Netflix that opens my eyes to things because of my privilege of being a white, you know, white male in America that I didn't even realize. And so seeing how our history affects what we're doing now, but then also having that horror slant on it, I'm learning a lot about what uh, this country was founded on, uh, but also still being able to enjoy a really, really good story. Yeah, and sometimes it's hard to, you know, look back at stuff that, I mean, especially, you know, as a race or as a country, we're not proud of. And Mm -hmm. to do it in this way, I think, is smart. And it, I mean, especially when it's so well done, like as you've been saying. And so I've only watched the first episode. As, like I said right now, the second episode comes out. It's, I think it comes out on Sundays, but if you have HBO Max, you can stream it on that. Um, if you've got any other way to stream, you can watch it via like HBO. Like I watch it via my computer on my uh, on my uh, Xfinity account with uh, just off of the computer on the TV. So it's lots of ways to catch up. And I mean, you can check the listings. They're going to be playing it a whole bunch of times anyway. Uh, it's a worthwhile show so far. I'm very excited to see where they're going to be going with it. And as of right now, only one season. Uh, but I really, really want to see where this goes. Yeah, I love HBO, dude. They do the best shows. They really do. <laughs> like, Watchmen, I didn't know what to expect. 
was like blown away by this. Oh yeah, so far blown away with this too. They're not afraid. I mean, Game of Thrones had. I mean, we won't. It worry used to about. be good. There you go. It was good. <laughs> and, but you know what? Also, the graphics and the visuals were outstanding in this thing as well. I just got a new 4K TV. Guess what? It's beautiful. Is it nice? It's so nice. Oh, it's so beautiful. And like, I'm not even like streaming in 4K because literally I'm plugging my HDMI into my laptop. But it's still very, very pretty. I need to get it all set up and get maybe HBO Max on my Uh-oh. smart TV. There's a new like list it. of things you need. Oh, I know. It's so pretty. Now, Vicky. It's funny you say HBO because this show is technically also on HBO Max. Wait, I thought it was on DC Universe. It's on both. Both? Yeah. So as a season two... HBO Max uh, now has Doom Patrol. Oh. So it came out on both. Now, does it have both seasons? I believe so, yes. Okay, okay. So you just finished. S- yeah, same with Harley Quinn, by the way. So oh. you have no excuse not to watch it, people. Uh, all right, no, I got to do that. You, I mean, you, you did kind of hook me up with your login for the DC Universe, Ooh. but like, I haven't quite gotten there quite yet. It doesn't really it doesn't really hurt that you send me a whole bunch of different out-of-context uh, <laughs> videos. She'll send me something like, no context, here's the thing, here's, here's everyone screaming. It's like, like screaming, it's like, F you for making me relive the Peking Noodle. Yeah, I'm like, what? It's just, the, okay. that line made me laugh so hard, and you don't really even need to know the context to laugh at it. Yeah. Um, but Brendan Fraser is a treasure. Now he is playing Robot Man. Robot Man. He's that giant robot you see. And he <laughs> and it's just like it's just the voice or does he it, actually do you see Brendan Fraser doing stuff at some point? So there are flashbacks ah, or okay, there okay. even in the first season there are parts where he's looking like when he's like going into somebody's brain kind of a thing like some weird stuff. Um, he, he is himself. So oh, okay, you do okay. see him. It's not like you never see him. He does appear quite a bit. Uh, from what I understand, I don't think he's the guy in the robot suit. <laughs> uh, that, yeah, that would kind of make sense on that. Um, but he is fantastic. Everyone on this show is fantastic. And I will have to warn Joe, if you're going to watch this, just let go. Let go of everything. <laughs> like, do when not. You say let go. No. Just go for the, just, just go along for the ride. I'm going to, I will say <laughs> some things like, like. From season one, so spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, but there is a part where they unleash all the all the weird kind of creatures, the an unnormal, the non-normal creatures right. from like the nor- the agency of normality or something, because they basically capture anything that's not normal and hide it away, uh, which includes a horde of man-eating butts. Butts, yeah. And like, they have like, little like, legs, and they're just butts, and they'll eat humans or eat anything. And there was a like huge, massive I swarm of them. I don't want to ask, and yet here I am. Do I want to know where the mouth is located? You can't see my face, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's exactly what you think. Okay, be. yeah, that's what I kind of. Like, okay, it's, it's, it's so weird, and all the episodes are just so weird. Like in this season, again, spoiler alert. Uh, okay, so the whole series is out, so I feel like I can actually say some things from yeah, some episodes. I feel yeah, like yeah, go ahead and do that. I mean, if somebody doesn't know at this point, we just said spoilers. Fast forward to the geek sheet, you'll be fine. Yes, there is an episode <laughs> um, where so there is a character uh, named Flex, and his power he looks like one of those old school like muscle men from oh, like okay. the circus, like the strong man, if you will. And uh, whenever he flexes any certain part of his body, like a specific muscle, he can get, he can do stuff like, hey, you know, you want to make flowers appear? Okay, I'm going to flex this muscle and I can make this appear or I can make you fly or I can open a portal to another dimension. That was last season. Uh, That sort of thing. So he's a very powerful being, very sweet, like good guy who wears just really tight little shorts. Um, (laughs) So what he did last season 
And I have to, not for kids, not for kids, not for kids. Do not watch this with your kids. Don't watch this with your parents. It which, gets awkward. Which you've said about Harley Quinn in the past as well. Yes, yes. I mean, I would rather watch that with my parents than Doom Patrol. Oh, really? Because there is sexy time in this one episode. Uh, okay, so okay. last season, <laughs> he's trying to open like a portal, if you will. He messes up, flexes the wrong muscle, and then proceeds to give everyone in the town a, a good moment. Whoa. On accident. And everyone's like freaking out. They're like, oh my God, did I hurt you? What's going on? They're like, no, this great thing's happening. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, I'm going to leave it at that. So one of the characters is like, he, she's trying to learn how to use her powers, Rita, because um, she can't do it on command. And so he recommends clear your mind. She says, that was the last time my mind was clear. Would you mind doing it again? Just don't look at me. Just flex your muscle and let me experience it. And in doing that, he unleashes this wow. crazy sexual being, which is like the sex monsters. And then the sex men show up. Uh, so the sex men <laughs> get a notification like we must save the world. You know, otherwise there's going to be a sex termination or something like that. Uh, and they basically there's this weird monster who he births this baby. And if the baby cries, all children on Earth disappear. But then the, the sex ghosts appear. Yeah. So there's just ghosts randomly just banging. I just I'm looking at Joe's face right now yes. and and you're telling me that this is an amazing show with yes. what you just told me right there. Yes. I mean, and the sex men are basically ghostbusters because they have like they're trying to get rid were. of the ghosts. Like, yes. And I'm, bangers. I'm sitting here like, what is this? Like, it, uh, that's what I mean by let go. You can't, there, there is usually let not a go. whole lot of logic. In the first season, there's a lot of fourth wall breaking, and there's a little bit of that, too, because Alan Tudyk was in the first season as uh, Mr. Nobody, who was the bad guy, and they make reference to it. Like, they they meet up where he was. Like, oh, no, he's just, you know, he's been busy. He's, like, some big shot on the show, and, like, the little, like, the you know, like, when you watch TV live, mm-hmm. and it's like, hey, you know, check out on this network as well, this other series at, you know, 8 o'clock or whatever. The Harley Quinn banner comes up because he does two voices in Harley Quinn, both Joker and Clayface. <laughs> and so it's just they break the fourth wall constantly. It is ridiculous. There is some amazing moments. They definitely talk about like mental health, like with Crazy Jane and stuff. It's ridiculous. The thing is, it's supposed to be 10 episodes long. Okay. Season two. Uh, th- I was reading up because I, I thought it was 10 and then I get to nine. I'm like, okay, where's the next one? Not here. Okay. Mm-hmm. So because of COVID, oh. they ha- they couldn't really get that last episode in. So they actually broadcast Doom Patrol earlier than they were going to. They just reworked the ninth episode to be the se- season finale. Okay. And it works, but it's like cliffhanger, cliffhanger, cliffhanger. <laughs> what happens? That's funny. It's the complete opposite of what Joe was talking about with the Umbrella Academy yeah. when he's like, I thought there were nine episodes and then there was another Completely different on this one, but it does still tie it together pretty well. Yeah, they do okay, a pretty good okay. job. It's def- like definitely like, I want more. What's going to happen? Because you do, they're all broken, messed up, dumb toys in, in a way, almost <laughs> literally. Like they're dumb and they're told constantly, you are stupid, including we ha- like it like, actually mean. where it's just like, hey, maybe you shouldn't do this. Hey, maybe we should like, we're going to do this thing. It's like, no, we just told you not to do this thing. But we're going to do it. Yeah. Don't touch the fishy. I'm going to touch the fishy. It's like, touch the fishy. (laughs) (laughs) That is basically it. But like, Brendan Fraser's like robot man, like you just, the amount of pain and him not being able to like express the pain, like he has all these anger issues, especially in season two, it gets worse. Um, 
and then having to grow and learn like, you know what? No, there's a part where Jane's like, it wasn't your fault. None of the stuff that happened to you was your fault. But what you're doing now, this is your fault. And he's seeing the repercussions of his behavior. And so it's very, there's those moments that you're like, this is actually very intense in a a good way. Well, and it just reminds me of like any sort of like, exactly. It's like, yeah, this traumatic event isn't going to be your fault because of however which way it happened but how you process it Mm -hmm. how you deal with it and i mean looking at it through these these misfits Mm -hmm. essentially you're like oh ha 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 these guys you know they're big and they're dumb but at the same point in time you're like well they're in a lot of pain yeah and when you deal with something because you're in pain and it kind of turns it and makes you look at yourself in the mirror a little bit and be realize you know Sometimes you do something because of whatever happened, but you you don't necessarily need to do that. And they also learn, like, um, in Rita's case, it's like she finally, actually funny enough, after that, you know, sex demon coming up and they save the day, um, <laughs> she realizes, like, she doesn't necessarily, was, she wasn't able to clear her mind, but she finds her block. The reason why she can't use her powers is because she has this thing hanging over it, and it's a past trauma and some issues she had with her mom. And... She, in a weird way, finds somebody to talk to and it's like, you know what? Like, you can hold on to it, but have you tried just letting it out? Like, let it go. Like, let in a way, go. kind of, but like in a healthy manner. Yeah. And the way she does is actually kind of funny. It's, it's probably not, better it, than mine just yelling at right. the video games that no, I play. No, she was, she was yelling at bees. <laughs> bees? There's it's, there's a whole method. There's a reason for that. Of course. And it's actually not <laughs> dumb. It actually makes oh, sense. Oh, okay. Um, but that actually leads to her like wanting to be like redemption because she was always an a-hole beforehand when she was an actress, before she got these blobby powers. <laughs> and now she's like, I want to do good. I want basically Aww. a redemption story. So it's like, okay, let me get past these. So it's a lot of... Um, obviously having to do with like mental health and how you are as a person. Um, but even like Crazy Jane, that's like the obvious one. Like obviously yeah. she's got issues going on and we explore more of that in this season. And uh, I believe the actress, I think Diana, Deanna, she said, oh, Diane uh, Guerrero, she said that she went back to therapy after playing Crazy Jane. She's like, because there's just so much that you can explore. Wow, yeah. Like she's like, I kind of like I went back. It's like I knew it was time. Whoa. So it's, That's crazy. Well, I mean... Yeah, yeah. yeah, like it's hey. bad choice of words there. There is like feels. It is effed up. It is funny. It shouldn't work, but it does. Like BJ liked it. I was kind of on the yeah, fence to tell right? him to watch it. I'm like, it's it's weird. And he hasn't. I don't think he's finished season one yet. But it's it's so weird. And if you are able to let go of just like, okay, this doesn't make sense. It's like it's okay that it doesn't make sense. There's no time travel, right? Mm, no, oh. there's space travel. I don't think there is. See, Joe? No time travel. Here's mm. the thing. A lot of them, like, obviously, robot doesn't age. So because of stuff going on, a lot of them don't age. So, still not time travel. <laughs> no. It's, so, time it's travel. magic. You, you won't get hung up on that one, but I there, think there's going to be plenty that you'll have fun with with this one. This is a world where science and magic are both very, like, I don't want to say prevalent, but at least in their world of themselves. Yeah. It's prevalent, and sometimes it mixes, even if they don't want to, but it has to. It's like, okay, we can use a little bit of scientific fact, but I need a, fact, but I need a little bit of magic in order to finish it, like, oh. to make it work. <laughs> I love this. Well, definitely recommended by Vicky, mm-hmm. and uh, stick around because it is time for... The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, uh, what's going on? So I actually found a meme that we can interact with. Oh, kind of. interactive memes. Is this like the new Netflix sort of thing going well, on here? More or less. It's not just me reading it to you. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> uh, it's, it's actually a question, and it's one of those like you're supposed to give a thumbs up, a heart, a laugh, react, but we're not on the internet right okay, now. Okay, okay. Um, but it did ask the best, would you rather? Oh, I so love these. You have to pick between one of these. You can time travel with Doc from Back to the Future, mm-hmm. fight crime with Batman, mm. train with Mr. Miyagi, learn the ways of the Force from Yoda, go exploring with Indiana Jones, or take flight with Falcor. Ooh, well, first off, I, I don't, th- I think I would take out Falcor right away. Uh, the Never-ending Story. It's it's a great movie, but the whole thing with the uh, with the horse and the swamp and no hope. I just uh, now I'm thinking about it. Now I'm sad. And oh. you got to cut out Batman because no one that goes with Batman ever lives. This is a good <laughs> point. I mean, yeah, it's like you have to deal with a Batman, but also you, at that point you're like Robin, right? I can't fit into those tights. No. <laughs> Well, like, also Indiana Jones, like, you have to go to the desert, and it's hot. There's a lot of just, like, actual work involved. <laughs> There's a, yeah, well, he is an archaeologist. Yeah. He's trying to find stuff that belongs in a museum. Um, but you get to punch Nazis. I mean, that would be cool. That's kind of fun. So, basically, all we have left is time travel with Doc, train with Mr. Miyagi, or learn, learn the ways of the Force from Yoda. Uh, and I think you got to go with Yoda, because it's essentially the same thing as Mr. Miyagi, except that you get to learn the Force. Right, Ooh, assuming that we have Force call. powers. Yeah, yeah. So, if we're Force-sensitive, which I'm going to have to assume, if Yoda's going to want to hang out with us, that he already knows we are. Yep. Yes. So, I think I'm going with Joe with Yoda. Same. Wow, we all just picked Yoda. Well, <laughs> like, time travel with Doc, like, that was kind of a crapshoot. Because at, at one point, he has to, like, spend many years trying to work a train to do it. And I have watched too much Rick and Morty. I do not trust <laughs> any of that. Mm, well, and I mean, that's the whole thing with, like, time travel paradoxes as well. If you go back in time, uh, and even looking at something like the butterfly effect, and, I mean, we talked about how time travel depends on whatever property you are on last uh, Friday, but it comes down to... I don't want to accidentally screw something up and then all of a sudden maybe suddenly poof I disappear because I did something random and my mom didn't bang my dad. You know, or you get stuck in the past and you realize quite quickly that technology has not caught up to where you were at. Right? You don't I mean you can bring your like cell phone back there but unless you've got all those web pages saved you're not going to be able to get on Wikipedia to figure it out. Oh, no. Yeah. I, what's the YouTube? The, the YouTube hasn't been invented yet. I can't uh-huh. get any tutorials. I don't know how to cook anymore. This is, uh, <laughs> oh, boy. I do know how to start a campfire, but Ooh. that's about it. Same. <laughs> Use the force, Rev. Oh, yeah, I'll have to do that. Uh, I just worry that I'm the same size as Yoda, so carrying him wouldn't work too well. Yeah, I don't think that would work. I mean, you could put one of those baby Bjorns with him on it, but both of you are just going to be walking around. Right, his feet are going to touch the ground. (laughs) Uh, In other news, this is really exciting. So, Olivia Wilde has been kind of doing some of the director stuff, but Mm -hmm. apparently, rumor has it, according to Deadline, sources say that Sony Pictures has, uh, they've closed a deal with her to direct and develop a secret Marvel film you know, the project's going to be revolving around a female character in the universe, and a lot of people are expecting it to be Spider-Woman. Now, this is really interesting because Sony did Venom as well, right? Yes. And it really feels that they're building a whole Spider-Verse, Spider-verse. without really Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Like, are they going to integrate, like, Tom Holland's Spider-Man eventually for, like, a Sinister Six? Or are they just going to go Spider-Woman the whole way? Or is it eventually going to lead, if this is successful, into a live-action Spider-Verse movie that maybe even just connects to the Spider-Verse, like, animated version? That would be cool. it would work. Yeah. Because the spider it's, it's a Spider-Verse. There's multiple dimensions. You can't just... It, it's as easy. long as there's no Spider-Pig, like... 
Spider Pig and Howard the Duck are the things that just really piss me off. <laughs> the only reason I was okay with Spider Pig was that it was voiced by John Mulaney. Yes, that was I worthwhile. Yeah, he is fantastic. So the thing with uh, Spider Woman, though, the character has, you know, the alter ego of several different characters. That's what it's been. Like Gwen Stacy has taken up the mantle, Mary Jane Watson, Jessica Drew. So we don't know, like who it would be if it is Spider-Woman. And they can go all over the place with it. And I mean, at this point in time, I mean, it would be fun to see her in the Marvel Universe. And now that Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I know that it's not them right now. It's Sony and doing all that stuff. But I have a feeling that at some point, like all of these companies are going to realize how much money they can make. They've already done it with Mm Spider-Man. They keep fighting back and forth with all of these things. Just like, hey, you know, there's multiverses out there. We know this because Mm -hmm. Doctor Strange is going to be the multiverse of madness. So just embrace it. Just have some fun with it and go absolutely nuts. Yeah, I have a feeling that they have to play by Marvel's timeline in that sense, where, you know, you can have the rights to Spider Man and Tom Holland in 2023 or whatever. And so Sony's like, all right, we finally did it, everybody. Let's start talking about the movie we can make now. Yeah. I mean, it's a little, I mean, I feel like, I mean, Sony's still going to profit from it. It's It's a whole mess. But apparently, Apparently, this marks the second film based around a female character in Sony's universe of Marvel characters. You know, we have a uh, S.J. Clarkson was tapped to direct Madam a uh, Madam Web movie. And yeah, that's, that was right. Yeah, and Sony's also developing Black Hat and Silver Sa- uh, Sable movies as well. Yeah, so... yeah, they're doing all of these different things. Ah. And if you don't know. Uh, Joe, you looked a little confused about Madam Web. I yeah. had to look her up as well. It's almost like gram, like Spider Grandma. Huh? Yeah. So she is. Uh, she's a uh, clairvoyant and a precog mutant that she first showed up to help save Spider Man, help find a, a kidnap victim. Uh, she's not one of the mutants that lost her powers during the Decimation storyline back when Scarlet Witch said, no more mutants. Um, but yeah, so she's been around as that. And it's kind of like one of those background characters that can kind of uh, move along the story, really. It's like, oh, I don't know where this person is. Well, let's look at this clairvoyant who's kind of hanging out. Still spidery because Madam Web. Uh, but yeah, a little bit older and just not going out into the field, just kind of helping out. All right. I think I like. I don't know like if I want... I mean, maybe a whole origin story that leads up to now I'm an old lady and now that kind of leads into other movies. Because I always like the, you know, the wise older lady, you know, hey. <laughs> Reminds me of uh, of uh, the Oracle and the Matrix. Mm-hmm. Like oh. if you have someone like that, I think those are a lot of fun. And you can, it, uh, like I said, helps move the story along, kind right. of bridge plot points in between action scenes. I'm not 100% sure how I feel about it, but we'll see. Yeah, exactly. I, if you give me a Spider-Man Matrix like, <laughs> I don't even know how you're doing it, but anyway, like it, I am in. Uh, Joe, uh, the, the best thing to do right now, I think, would be uh, get a PlayStation 4 and play the Spider-Man game. Because put the Matrix on in the background? Well, you could you could play the Matrix music uh, in the background, but I mean, it's a video game. Uh, the Matrix is kind of like a video game. You're Spider-Man. That's about as close, I think, as you're going to get at this point in time. I can dream. <laughs> well, until next time, guys, stay nerdy. <laughs>